0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Saturday, October the 22nd, 2022. It is currently 4.19 p.m. Central time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas, where we need to, well, kind of stop Take a deep breath, reset, refocus, and try to figure out where we're going. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about the Bible study exercise podcast series. We have been working now, it seems like, it feels like for six months. I know that's an exaggeration, but it feels like it's been about six months that we've been working on the book of Amos chapter after chapter, we've been utilizing the comprehensive book uh, Bible study method. We've been just working, I mean just just I mean, we did a background study, we did a survey study, we did a chapter analysis study. We're now currently finish it, finishing up our book synthesis study all on the book of Amos. Uh, we, there still may be some more episodes coming. People have asked to kind of see my outline. I shared a little bit of kind of a kind of a partial one. Um, on uh, the Discord channel, so that they could at least get an idea. What I want to do is possibly take. What I may want to do is walk my church through the outlining of an entire book, like like literally like have them work with me, and then we could we can just kind of like formulate, like create an outline in real time as a church. I, I don't know how that will translate into listening to the sermons or hearing it preach, but I I know it's something that probably no one has ever done in their church, that they go to church and they have to work with the pastor in real time to create an outline for an entire book. Okay. That will probably take a couple of sermons. It could be interesting though. So I may want to do it just for the mere, like just for the experiment, just for the, the experience to try it. Because I think so many Christians don't know how to actually outline anything. And remember, outlining is your observational tool. I was just going back over some of the outline that I shared. I'm like, okay, I think maybe... I think, I think, was that, is that clear observation or am I offering any interpretation? So, so um, yeah, but, but it's just so important to know how to outline. So, so important to know how to outline, but that's what we've been working on. So now it kind of feels like, well, what do we do next? What do we, what do we do now in our Bible study exercise? Well, the curriculum, remember, there are two curriculums that are available to anyone who, who wants to participate in the Bible study exercise podcast series now some people just listen but the goal is to the goal of this series to is to get you off the couch to the table with a Bible with a notebook with reference tools and actually study the Bible for yourself because it's a major problem in the evangelical world right now of getting Christians to actually study their Bibles they 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 will they will spend so much time doing so many other things but not actually studying the Bible so we have two basically two curriculums available. And in fact, I'm just gonna pull them up right now. One is called Bible Studies for Life and the other one is called Explore the Bible. Bible Studies for Life and Explore the Bible. Now, if you've been following the curriculum, you know they finished Amos and they moved on to the minor prophet of Hosea, which would be interesting, but I I don't want us to do a like a comprehensive, use the comprehensive uh, Bible study method. I, I don't want us to necessarily do that. Um, what I want us to do possibly is a little bit of work in Hosea. But before we do that, now, if, you, if you're using the curriculum, feel free to use which, which, whichever you want. It's all available to you. But I think what we're going to do is we're going to do at least a, a little, a little bit of work using Bible studies for life, because unit 2 session 1 if you look in the curriculum you'll find it unit 2 session 1 begins well with a a study entitled why we need god's word and it's built off 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verses in fact i'm going to click on it right here 2nd Timothy chapter 3 basically verses 1 through 5 and 13 through 17. So not all of first, not, I keep saying first Timothy, second Timothy chapter three. I apologize if I said first Timothy, second Timothy chapter three, verses one through five and 15, 13 through 17. What we're going to do is we may just look, try to do a little bit of work in all of second Timothy chapter three. We may do a little bit of work in the entire chapter, and we'll probably use a little bit of this coming week to do that. It's Saturday Typically, Sunday is when we start the new week for the Bible study exercise program. So, starting on Sunday, I would like you to at least spend a little bit of time, start focusing on 2 Timothy chapter 3, basically the whole chapter. Again, the curriculum says 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 5 and 13 through 17, but I, I think we'll do a little bit more work on that. Um, I'm going to at least get us started today and get us thinking a little bit about this. I, I don't want to ignore Hosea, though. Well, we're definitely going to do some work on Hosea. So Hosea and in Bible Studies for Life, we're just going to, it's going to be a little bit of a mix, right? We were so focused on Amos for the last, again, it feels like six months. I think we're going to mix it up. We're going to mix it up. We may do a little bit of Hosea, like a little individual studies, individual studies, right? Using one week at a time for individual studies, or, or we, we may even mix it up a little bit more than that. And then what I will try to do for the Today's Focus series, right? The Today's Focus podcast series, which is, uh, of course, available for you. I'll be utilizing some of what we're doing in the Bible study exercise, for the kind of the 15-minute Today's Focus kind of devotional concepts, bringing out certain ideas or or handing that to you to focus on. So I'll try to bring all of that together so that you'll be getting, uh, you you won't get so distracted by so many different things. Try to make it all work together. That is the goal. But let's do this. Let's just grab 2 Timothy chapter 3 really quick. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy chapter 3, and I want to read verse, uh, let's just read verse 16 and 17. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, and as soon as I give you that scripture reference, you're like, oh, I already know this. And as soon as I read this, I know you're going to say, I already know this, but just stay with me, right? Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now we quote that scripture many times, to try to convince people the Bible is the inspired, inerrant, infallible word of God. It is important. It is critical. It is profitable for doctrine and for for reproof. That's how the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. It is the word of God. It's, it's, important. It's the sole authority. It's the final authority. It is absolutely essential. We need the word of God. And as Christians, we, need, we must build, build our life on the word of God and our church needs to be committed to the word of God. We, we, we know the scripture and we know all the words and all the speeches and all the things we're supposed to say after 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 is read. You know that and I know that. But the question is, and we have to be as blunt and as honest as we, have, we can be with ourselves. How important in reality is the word of God to you, to me, to your church? Now, I know we go through the motions and we sure pretend that the word of God is important. Oh, we do a lot of pretending. But in reality, how important is it? the curriculum says this, how important is the Bible to you? How important is the Bible to you? I just want you to, I just want you to really think about that this Saturday evening going into the weekend. How important is the Bible really to you? How important is it to you? I think we give a lot of lip service and I think there's a lot of Action trying to pretend like the Bible is important. But I think time and time again, we demonstrate that other things are more important. I I, I just really believe that. How important is God's word to you in reality? They go on to add some information here. Christians generally emphasize the importance of God's word, but our habits say something different now that's what i've been trying to say we emphasize it we know what to say we we we're really good at, at i think pretending how significant how important god's word is but every study that we that keeps coming out seems to indicate by our actions by our habits something completely different listen to what they say Christians generally emphasize the importance of God's Word, but our habits say something different. Only 32% of those who attend church read the Bible daily. Many believers have only a surface-level understanding of God's Word. Now, 32% That's probably even actually higher, but that's... Just please understand, that's just those who read the Bible daily. That, that, That doesn't have anything with actual study. In fact, most of those Christians who read the Bible... Many of them wouldn't even know how to study if you if you if you really put them in a corner and said, "Okay, what what is Bible study? Show me what Bible study is." And it, it may be reading, highlighting, looking up a cross reference, looking at a commentary, looking at some notes in a study Bible, and they're like, "Dun dun da da!" I've studied. So, and the number of those who study the Bible on a regular and consistent basis is far lower than the thirty-two percent number. But the 32%, depending on the study you look at, some of the numbers I think I've seen is even uh, lower than that. Put it this way. There are articles written that it, it is an epidemic, an epidemic in the modern church that we are suffering. And that epidemic, we could label it as biblical illiteracy. So how important is it to you? How important is it to me? And when I say the Bible's important, I'm talking like you really care to understand it. You really care to dig in. You really care to deal with the difficulties and the problems that arises from caring about what it actually says. I want to do this. And this episode. I'm going to give you some things and I want you to ask yourself, is this really, is, is this like true of your life? I really want you to think about it. And the true of the people in your church. You as an individual, you look to seize every opportunity to hear God's word read and explained. Let's state it this way. You seize every opportunity to hear the word of God preached, to hear the word of God read, and to study it yourself. You seize every opportunity to actually dig in, to actually listen to preaching, to actually study do you seize the opportunity? In other words, you are taking control of time. You're taking control of, of your circumstances saying, no, 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 no. I'm going to study the Bible. Or do you find basically life and circumstances and time takes control of you? And the one thing that always gets pushed aside when, at, when everything is controlling us is the study and, of God's word, listening to it preach, listening to it taught. Do you seize every opportunity to hear God's word preached, to hear it taught? Do you seize every opportunity to study it and read it and memorize it for yourself? Number two, do you engage in regular, consistent study of God's word? Do you seize every opportunity to hear it preach, to read it, to study? Do you seize every, this, this, this is more speaking about how you control every day. You're like, every day you're like, I'm going to grab some time right here. I'm going to grab some time right here. I'm, oh, wait, wait, I got an opportunity right here. I know what I'll do. I know what to, I got a little bit of time, grab a Bible, a notebook. I'll do a chapter summary uh, method. I'll do a chapter analysis. I'll, I'll do one of the Bible study methods. I'll do the devotional method. I'm going to do something. I got a little bit of opportunity. I don't have the opportunity to sit down and read or study, but I'll listen to it being taught. I'll listen to something related to the teaching and preaching of God's word. How how, how that that's more speaking about how you look around and seize every opportunity. And then the second question is just more like a factual statement. Do you engage in consistent study of God's word, a regular, consistent study of God's word. I'm not asking reading, I'm saying actual study of it. Number three, do you believe that you saturate yourself, saturate your mind with the word of God in any way, shape, or form? You actually saturate your mind with it, right? You don't just get, I mean, you, 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 in a sense, you just kind of, I, I, the only way to saturate, the, the only way I can th- think about it, in a sense, do you take your mind, in a sense, immerse it into God's word? You, you submerge it deep into the word of God so that your, your, your entire mind is saturated with it. Now, that would include reading it. That would include memorizing it. That would include studying it. That would include listening to it be taught. So the first one is just more about how you look at time. Do, do you see time? And you seize opportunity. You seize opportunity. Because all I ever hear Christians saying is I didn't have enough time and I was too busy and I didn't have enough time. and I. But they seize opportunity for the things they want to do. And I've watched this as a pastor when I've tried to get the church involved in certain things. Oh, I was too busy, and I didn't have enough time. But, then, but when they're not talking about that, they'll talk about other things that they seem to find the time to do. Sometimes I think Christians should just be honest. You know what? When I have an opportunity, it's not God's word is not my first priority. So do you seize the opportunity? Number two, do you engage in regular, consistent study of God's word? And number three, do you saturate your mind in God's word? This this is more about the depth. This is the how how much you really let it sink into you. This this is not just, this is like you can study, but are you really letting it saturate your mind? That your mind is, in a sense, kind of controlled by it. Right? Next. Now this is this one. Uh, this one is important. Do you think your life, in any meaningful way, reflects the truths of God's word? Now, have you been listening to our study of law and gospel? Yes, this is all law, 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 law. I understand that. Our only hope is Jesus Christ. Our only hope is his grace and mercy, but we are still called to make the word of God a priority. We are still called to do this. So we have to ask ourselves some important questions about our Christian life. All right. So, number one, do you seize every opportunity to hear, read, and study God's word? Number two, do you regularly consist, regular, on a regular, consistent basis, study God's word? Do you saturate your mind with the word of God? You saturate it. You just. I mean, it's there constantly. And does your life in any way, shape, or form reflect the truths of God's word? It's never going to do perfectly. But and if your mind is saturated in it, you would hope that it would show up somewhere somehow. And do you attempt to pass on to others the things that you're studying? Pass on to others the things your mind is saturated with. just some challenging question for every Christian and for every church, for every Sunday school class, for every Christian family. Do we seize every opportunity for the word of God? Do we seize the opportunity? Do we regularly consistently study God's word? Do I saturate my mind in it? Does my life, in any way, shape, or form, reflect anything about the Word of God? Does it actually reflect it in any meaningful way? And do I share and in, in, uh, the what I have learned, what my mind is saturated with, with other people? Look, the more you're bringing in the Word of God, the more it's coming into your life. The more it's a priority. It's gotta. It's gotta. It, it, you're gonna have to talk about it. You're gonna have to discuss it. You're gonna have to do something with it. Now you can find all of those things that I just listed on page seventy nine of the curriculum. All right, you can you can find all of those things listed. I just reworded them and, and and presented them more as a question for us to consider. So let's go through those one more time. I really want you to write these down, and I want you to consider this. All right, here we go. Do I seize? Do you? You can you can place your name. You can put put your name there. Do you seize? Every opportunity to hear the Word of God preached, read, and to study it, number two, do you regularly engage in systematic study of god's word? I keep adding words there, but is it regular? Is it consistent study of God's word? Do you saturate your mind with it i now I don't know about you i go through I go through uh, cycles, all right. There are times. Yeah, I, look, I'm always busy with the Word of God, right? I'm always like trying to do podcasts about it, preaching sermons. I'm always busy with it. But then there's these times where I'll get into like a, like that's all I care, that's all I want to think about, and I, like like I feel my mind kind of starts being saturated with it. But sadly, then my my desires change, and then next thing you know, I feel like it's not being saturated with it. You you've probably have those ups and downs. Does my life reflect the truths of God's word? Well, not perfectly. I can definitely tell you that and never as well as I would like it. And do I look to share what my mind is saturated with? Well, hopefully I do. I'm always sitting here in front of this microphone trying, trying to share. And I try my best to share what's what's my mind has has had it. But how about your Christian life? All right? I'm just going to stop there. I, I immediately want to go into 2 Timothy. I, I want to go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, but we will not. We'll work a little bit on 2 Timothy chapter 3 because I think immediately once you get to 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1, there's problems that arises in, instantaneously. Even, even within the curriculum, I disagree with the curriculum and how they handle 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through uh, 9, basically. But I want you to know this, that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The, the word of God is absolutely essential to your Christian life. It is absolutely essential. But Oh, wow. Well. I, I could get you – I'm not going to ask any more questions. I, there's more questions I, I want. Maybe they'll show up. Maybe maybe I'll ask them some questions for the Today's Focus podcast, maybe as early as tomorrow. Who knows if I get a chance to do one tomorrow, but I, I will definitely try. So the question I, – I want you to read 2 Timothy 3. Start reading the chapter. Just start spending time in the chapter because that's what we always do for the Bible study. I remember the goal is to get you studying, not me just handing you everything. But I want you to consider verses 15 and 16, 2 Timothy 3, 15 through 16, or I'm sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 16 through 17. But start reading the whole chapter, but just really think about 16 and 17. And you're going to say, amen, I agree with this, but I want you to really think of the implications of it. But then I just want you to ask yourself these questions. Do you seize every opportunity to hear the word of God preached, to read it and study it? Do you really seize every opportunity? Do you regularly, consistently study God's word? Do you saturate your mind with God's word? Does your life reflect the truth of it in any way, shape, or form? And do you seek to share with others? I mean, if your mind's saturated with it, it, it's, it you don't really have to try. It's it just kind of, it's what's going to happen. Now, I gets us kind of a reset. For the Bible study exercise, oh, we still need to work. I know we. I know some of you are still trying to work on Amos, and I understand. It's just, it's just at some point we have to try to transition out of the Amos study. We have to, and I, I know we're still working on things. I'm still working on things, and I'm still going to try to revert back to that to some level at times. Revert back to it, I, like I said, I still made take the church through an outlining of the entire book. I don't know how how many weeks that would take, but uh, I think it would be fun. Um, so I may do that, but at some point we have to just say, okay, we've done what we can with Amos and what you have is what you have. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully wherever you stop in your study, if you don't finish it, you can at least say, okay, wow, that was, that was amazing. And you got much from it, but we now have second Timothy three and we have Hosea you look at the curriculum and we're going to probably go a little bit. You're going to hear a little bit of both, probably a little bit of second Timothy, a little bit of of Hosea, and we'll find a way to to just well. It's it's going to show up on the Bible study exercise podcast series, on the Today's Focus podcast series. It's going to show up a little bit of everywhere, right? Okay, I I, I feel like ah, uh, see, I feel like we needed to get into the text a little bit more, but I just want us to consider. Our, our relationship with the Word of God as a believer. We always fall short. Again, we're saved by grace. But we got to be challenged by this as well, because even though we're saved by grace, the scriptures constantly challenge us to, I mean, it's the word of God. 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 It's our spiritual food. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God as a newborn babe, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Christ washes his church through the word of God. It's through the word of God. The word of God is should be desired more than gold or silver or food. I mean, it is supposed to be, I mean... It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto every good work. That if you want to be furnished, if I mean, everything, if you want to be built up and you want to grow, it's the word of God. And again, I, I don't think, I've said it so many times, I believe many Christians and many churches that don't want God's word. They want sermons. That's a big difference between a sermon and the word of God. And you'll know there isn't. Yes, there is. Sermons sometimes are nothing more than spiritual speeches with a little bit of scripture thrown in versus, hey, let's really dig into this. Because when you really dig into this, sometimes that little three points and a, and a illustration at the end doesn't really do justice to it. You got to work it and go. Well, what about this and what about this? And well, this is confusing. And, okay. and you got to walk the people through it, other than just cleaning it all up and going. Here's three points, and you and and really you 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 relate it to the text. But I sometimes I just feel like the sermon actually keeps people from the text. I'd rather the sermon concept be blown up. I'd rather we take the sermon concept, burn it bury its ashes and what arises from it is actually like all right guys we're going to work on the scriptures today we're going to we're going to work on this and it may not be perfect and it may not be pretty and it may not be three points but we when you're done you've spent an hour actually working on the text because clearly modern day christianity is biblically illiterate So, all the sermons hasn't necessarily worked. All the small groups have failed miserably. So, maybe we need a new approach, but we need to be challenged to consider our relationship with the Bible. All right. That ends this episode of the Bible Study Exercise Podcast series. We will, it'll be an interesting transition away from Amos But it's, it's, we've got to start moving that direction. So Second Timothy three, start reading it, verses 16 and 17. Really just think about that and think about the questions I've given you today. All right. Thank you for listening. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and hopefully tomorrow. Sunday, the Lord's Day, you will engage and you will seize the opportunity to really engage the scriptures in a meaningful way. And hopefully your church will do that as well. Thanks for listening. God bless.